in this DMV Sports Roundtable, thanks to the New York Giants on Thursday Night Football for offering up some new ineptitude so we can kind of forget what happened with the Redskins on Monday night. The Skins were absolutely humiliated by the Saints, yet quarterback Alex Smith is looking ahead to this weekend's Panthers game. You do move on. I mean, it's one game. Uh, so, I mean, we're four games into the season. we got a lot of football left ahead of us. We're playing a really good football team right now. So we've got a new opportunity, new challenge, new week. Well, the Wizards' season starts in less than a week as well. They'll host the Miami Heat. And then remembering a local college athlete and service member who died serving his country. I'm Dimitri Sotis with our regular cast here. We've got Jamal Bowens, George Wallace, Chris Chion will be on a little later. You can follow us on Twitter at DMV Sports Round One and a couple of special guests with us, Andre Jones and Kevin Looney. And Andre, you must be loving what we uh, Burgundy and Gold fans are going through right now. You're a Dallas fan. Exactly. Yeah, we didn't, somebody yeah. check his oh. ID before he came <laughs> in the door here. I, I didn't know that part. No, no, no. Born and raised in DMV. V and love the blue star. Yeah, man. I, yeah, say, I, I, Damath, I hate it, y'all. Yeah. I hate it, y'all. <laughs> y'all are the worst kinds. Have you have you been to Texas? Yes, my father okay. was stationed in Texas. Okay. Now see, you I'll give a pass. Can I get a check? Can I get a check on that? <laughs> you, yeah. you can get a pass. <laughs> it's the dude that's only Kevin, been to, I don't know. you only been to Texas Avenue and he never stepped ten toes in, in, in Dallas. Those are the ones that get me. But that's all right. But, I mean, you can't bash too much. Y'all ain't doing too much of nothing. I tell you this. I love the women up here. I love the culture. I love the food. But I love my cowboy. <laughs> you, the way, you, can, you can love them. You can have them. You can take Dak hey, and all that his, with you. His owner said, you know, starting a little fire this week, too, saying he hasn't had number one wide receiver in years. In years. Jerry's you know losing his truth mind. Truth is Jerry. the truth. Truth is the truth. How is truth? And he says Jason Garrett's the, what do you say? He's the real deal or something? He's the real guy? Jason he's, Garrett is a puppet. Yeah. He is a puppet. He is a puppet. He is a puppet. <laughs> and we miss Jason Witten. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. A lot of people talk about losing Dez. That's one thing. And it, this committee of ragtag, whoever that you put together with Hearns and Beasley and Austin, that's a ragtag bunch. But the biggest glaring difference for a quarterback like Dak Prescott, who we, we got fooled year one. I told people he was going to get exposed because if you watch him in college, he's never been a big, accurate passer. But a safety valve, a good tight end, a reliable tight end is always a quarterback's best friend. Cool. You take cool. away Witten, who is a Hall of Famer in my mind, and probably Absolutely. many people's mind, and you replace him with another committee, Gathers and, and Swain and, you know, a bunch of people that nobody's ever heard of. Right. But you can't replace a Hall of Famer with a committee with a quarterback who is struggling. Well, and you know what's, what's so weird about the division this year? I did not think that it was going to be this much parity. I thought the Eagles were going to be out in front of everybody and everybody's going to be chasing the Eagles, yeah. even though Wentz was coming back off of an injury. Right. But now you look at it, Alex Smith, the first game, looked like a world beater, right? Yeah. And then you lose to the Colts. And then now you come back, you beat Aaron Rodgers, and then you get embarrassed on Monday night. Right. Yep. Drew Brees almost put up 400 yards in the first half. Well, see, this is this is how I look at this team. That's why I don't, I don't get... As Jim Zorn was say, I stay medium. I don't get too high or too low with this team because I've, I say this week in and week out on this show. I don't know who's going to show up right. on a particular right. Sunday. This this team is Dr. Jekyll. This team is schizo. I don't know who's going to be there. So to me, I'm looking at the, the – I expect Redskins wins like I expect my paycheck every other week. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm expecting a win in Carolina this week and then probably a letdown next week. I wish you got paid weekly. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> All of us. Kevin, you said you love them and you hate them. I do. I, I've been, I was born in D.C. We've had tickets all my life. My dad had, I've got four older brothers. My dad had like six seats 
Uh, we're down to two now. I still got two, but I, you know, the it's just hard to go to the games. It really is. They're, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, <laughs> they're hard. And the, the the fan experience is not for what you're getting. Oh yeah, the product that you're putting on the field. You know, that's where they bring in Brian LaFamina to come in and try to amp up the fan experience because you can't expect people to come out and shell out that money for uh, $10 beers and, and parking and this and that and trying to get from Landover Station over to the, you know. It's hard. It's and, hard. And this is what you get right. on the field. Right. 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 Now, I'm pretty sure Dallas, you, you ain't been doing too much lately. But I'm pretty sure I've never been to Jerry's World, but I know it's probably not cheap to go in there. Well, you know, the the, the incredible thing about that is what you guys are saying about the experience, right? Uh-huh. So they have a tour of their practice facility. They okay. have a tour of, of the stadium they play in. And they've got pretty much a mall in there, don't they? Mall, and then everything. It's just, yeah. it's unbelievable. It's like Fantasia. Right. And see, that's what... That takes it, your mind off what's, what's going on <laughs> on the field. Because your, your brand is bigger than what you're putting exactly. on the field. And that's what I, I really wish... I like the Redskins. Don't get me wrong. Charles Mann, Art Monk, mm-hmm. those were my guys. I mean, John Riggins. Yeah. Come on, really? Yeah. And then Joe Gibbs. Three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. Right. right. So like Kevin was saying, when we grew up, this was it. Mm-hmm. And then it just crumbled. It's... It's hard to watch. It's just yeah. as a native Washingtonian, my wife is a huge Redskins fan. Mm-hmm. Her family has season tickets. It's it, I enjoy watching their pain, but <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It really is hard. But I think you know what? Like everything, it turns itself around. It just you just need something to punch it in the arm, and it's coming. I'm, I'm not sure. Again, I'm not a, a big Snyder fan. I don't know if I does he own this station. No, 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 no. Fire away. <laughs> yeah, I've said many uh, not nice things about uh, Ernie Grunfeld and uh, oh no. Bruce. Yeah, I've, I've said a thing or two about Bruce. So no, you, you feel you feel free to you know vent. Let it go. Oh yeah. no, you don't. I, I can't vent too much. <laughs> Let it go. But you but you know what? One thing that we have that I hope that this city can embrace. Watching the Cavs make that run. Was beautiful. Yeah, it brought the city together. It, it brought it really the city did. back because, like, when Kevin and I in '78, we saw the Bullets win a championship. Then we had the Redskins make their run. Mm-hmm. We didn't have baseball, right? Right. But the Redskins, you get a million people on a parade. We, right. we left Howard University to go down and watch the parade. Yeah. That's what I. The Caps brought that back. It was awesome to right. see. It, that. It's been a drought, and it just yeah. when you haven't had that in so long. Sure. You know, sure. and growing up, you know. When I grew up, I grew up. I saw all all of those championships from the Redskins. Right. You know, I was I was around to see most of those, and when they were good, and when teams were winning, and so it 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 then you see that drop off, right? And then you look back and you see, my son has no clue that you know the Redskins were good at one point in time. <laughs> right. You know, you have a generation growing up where they think the Redskins have been parentally terrible. This entire for for many many years, this entire time they've been around, and they think the Patriots have been great their entire time, and they have not. Exactly. <laughs> right exactly. after the '85 Super Bowl, they were the laughing stock of the league for many many years until you get to the Belichick Brady era, and you have a lot of fans of a certain age they can't remember that, right. so they don't know the prestige of they even they don't know that Cleveland was good once, right? You know, right. But you you know the dynasties, you know, you know the Patriots. That's what they think are, are great, and the Redskins have always been bad, and that's not the case. Well, and this brings me to my point. Remember how bad the Packers were, 
Yes. And then Reggie White goes to the Packers. Right. Turns it around. That's right. what I'm yeah. saying. I think something like that will once again happen here. It just needs to be the right piece. And once that happens, I think everybody – I thought RG3 was going to be it. Yeah. I thought that we were going to go. Yeah. And then we didn't. And then now he's gone. Now he's in Baltimore. It's like, what's going on? And then you just start this cycle of quarterbacks and just like and, – And coaches. And then, you know, you have – problems with uh, ownership and you have right. problems with GM. It's never been, sus- nothing has been sustained. It's been right. sustained chaos. Let, let me ask you guys this question. As a non-Redskins fan, if Smith has a bad first half, do you go McCoy? No. 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 Wow. No. McCoy don't play. No. Wow. I agree. McCoy wow. does not play. I, now, are we about wins? He's a winner. Against you guys, yeah. No. <laughs> he beats you guys. No, because think about this. Look what, he Look what he did in college. You Wentz. want the whole world to end around here if they go to the <laughs> No, Wentz, Wentz goes down. Yeah. Foles comes in. They win a Super Bowl. I, I think sometimes. Not the same team. No. I, I get Not it. the I same get it. team. But, again, you got playmakers. I like Crowder. I don't know what's going on with, with Reed. You know, Jay Gruden's going on with Reed. Yeah, but, but, again, I think you need something. I need that spark. So, wait. So, you're – so. Uh, and I'm all about the spark. I've, and I'm always, but I I, and I've never McCoy been one that says I think you can't I you so. can't bench your starting quarterback. I've never been one like that. It's not like a starting right. pitcher. If you go, you can. It's like a starting pitcher. I'm saying if you bring in Colt McCoy to maybe come back and finish that game and then go back to Alex, I'm totally, well, are, are I, I, we, I'm in belief yeah. in that. Are, are but I think that if people go, if you bench Alex now and you uh-huh. get to McCoy and he comes back and wins the game, then what are you doing? Is this right. a, but is this a knee-jerk reaction to last game? No. Because if it is, I mean, everybody was terrible. Because they're going to tell you, they're gonna tell you <laughs> that it's still the work in progress with Alex. It's no four question. Games. No question about it. The Colts' defense, are they really that good? I don't know. No. I don't know. No, they not. So, and, and again, that's a home game coming off of a big road win. Right. And you lose it. There's look, no momentum. Look I need at some momentum. But you got to look at these moment. This is what I look at, and I love that you use the word momentum. If you look at each game, there's a different approach. Now, week one and week three gave you that blueprint. If you're Jay Gruden, that you come out and you run the football, right? And that right. opens it up. Now, week two, he got away from that early. And we're running uh, triple option pitches. I thought we were watching Navy for a minute. You know, we've got, uh, you know, pitches outside. You're running fake end rounds and reverses. He gets away from that. Alex is not calling. I'm looking at, I'm, not, I'm looking past Alex and I'm looking at Jay Gruden. Because if you look at how these games that we've won and lost are schemed, the wins are very similar. The blueprint is the same. Okay. You, you run Adrian Peterson, you establish Chris Thompson, Thompson you establish yeah. Reed. And everything else comes. Okay. Okay. The deep shots come. But when you get away from that, which they did in New Orleans, what they did with with the Colts, they didn't establish that. Do you think and the Redskins were set up for a failure on Monday night? Because that just smelled like the fix was in. They just laid down and you, played dead. I think that I think that game they You can make that point. You knew yeah, that you can make that point. You knew that the Saints were coming in with the purpose, right? They had a if the Redskins, I, I was thinking about this. If they didn't do anything in the first few minutes of that game mm-hmm. to make a statement, shut the crowd up, then it was going to be a long over. Right? Well, they were right there. You know, I, I, in fact, I was texting to the boys. The penalties we had killed us. Oh. We stopped them, yeah. and then we get called for yeah. holding. Extended drives because of penalties. Right, and then we we stop them again, and what unnecessary roughness or right. something yeah. like that, and that 
And then, like, there was oh, a lack of discipline. There was yeah. a lack of, of focus. There was a lack of communication, especially uh, on the defense. Yeah. But my question is, what did you do for two weeks? <laughs> that's, coming off a bad week. Question. What did you do? And I got another question for you. Dunbar or, or, or um, Josh Norman? What's going on with Josh Norman? Talk to me about that. I mean, what's, not only that, you're getting push up front. Uh-huh. Your linebackers aren't doing bad. Your secondary is terrible. Norman is – well, you know what? They they look terrible that game. Uh, Norman, dare I say, he's probably lost a step. Probably lost a step. Uh, he's gonna have a big game on Sunday. It's Carolina. He's got to. Yeah. 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 This, this, this will be the perfect time for him to get, get his first Turn interception around. in in quite some time. But it's, it's got to be scheme right. And I'm just doing like I usually just go with Jay. Manusi has to be held to task for this also because your defense was effectively dysfunctional. You, I mean. The Bama boys played. Right. They did. They Allen played well. They always You know, do. they came in and, the, and Payne played well. They came in and played. And I love the emotion that I saw from Josh Allen. I saw a report. He got Jonathan into it with Dunbar on the plane, too. Good. On the way home. He should. And Norman and Swearing. He should. That's why I like having that many people from a winning program mm-hmm. and the pipeline that we have from Alabama to here, from Virginia Tech to here, because they come in. With a winning Expecting mindset, a win, right? Yeah. Right. Expecting, right. They, they don't. They don't have that. They, they don't go with the laughing and the joking and taking it light because that's not what they come from. That's not what they're used to. So, so I like him stepping up in that role. But Manuski's got to get his his the rest of his troops in order. Well, you know, we I got had, to do that. I had heard that did did Norman's like shake off defenses and run his own defense. Yeah, I heard like it. Yeah, yeah, supposedly that's like, what he did. Free he did Ocho Cinco, this freestyle. Yeah, I mean, that, and, to me, I don't know. I, and, it's then, not and, then, and, if, and if that's the case, then fine. Bench him. Do what Jay did and bench him. Fine. Right. But if you're going to bench Josh Norman, uh, you got to do better than Strowman right. that gets toasted on the first. But you see, know, for me, that comes back to roster construction and. And Fuller being traded. Yeah, that also. Oh, hey, could you use could you use him now? Exactly yeah. right. <laughs> Again, so here we go. So now, but you've got the depth though. You can move. You can Moroccan play outside. Uh. If, if it comes to that situation, I would rather uh. stick Strowman inside and let him play the nickel, and Moreau play the boundary. If you if you're going to make that move, uh, I wouldn't have kept Moreau inside. Moreau can play both. You know what? Drew Brees' arm would have fell off because he would have had 600 yards. He would have killed. <laughs> him. I mean, not, I mean, not with, I, I think Moreau would have would have got beat ball. like that. They, did, that's they didn't what punt I'm saying. I went to bed at halftime. Was, <laughs> everybody did. Uh, Smart man. Now, how many people turned on Ozark at halftime? I did. But but you look at it like this. See, this is a great game because. Cam Newton is not a world beater. No. So they stole that game last week. Well, and, and, and I'm not. I'm not for the Giants. I don't like anybody else in the NFC. Cam's had his way with this team. <laughs> that's, that's not my team. He has. But I, you know, they stole that game. The refs gave us a question because the Giants probably should have won that game last week. You come in, okay? They got Greg Olson back. I don't know how effective he's going to be, or if they use him as a decoy, what they're going to do. The one coming back that bothers me, or worries me, is Thomas Davis. Yeah. Because now this is the game, you did not target Jordan Reed for an entire half, which, which boggles my mind to no end. If, you're, if your team is not doing anything offensively, how he doesn't get targeted Real once. Quick. You're right. And I want to, let me, let me before I lose this thought, speaking of that, and they're, all the, and they're, they're talking about, well, you can't, uh, plays were there, but he wasn't open. Have you ever heard the Patriots losing a game because they didn't 
scheme and target for Gronkowski? No, no. no. So that goes back to. No. It's Gruden. This this is coaching. Everybody, there's no one in that organization that does not carry any blame for that game. Everybody <laughs> was collectively bad. Yes. But what bothers me now, you have Thomas Davis coming back from his four games to form his suspension. Him and Keekley are probably one of the best linebacker duels in the entire league. This is a game that you want to get Jordan Reed involved. But with those two, it's tough. I worry about the linebackers with Cam Newton, too. They're not going to, I mean. He's a big man. What about McCaffrey? Well, that's that's the main (laughs) thing. I think, number one, and this is going to sound crazy. You take away McCaffrey, you make Cam beat you with everybody else. He's capable of doing that. He is capable of doing that. But McCaffrey... In his skill set. And they also have Curtis Samuel from Ohio State, who is another guy who played running back and wide receiver at Ohio State. That has a similar, they use him as a wide receiver, but you can line him in the backfield. Him and McCaffrey can both play in the slot. You can put him out wide. They can run the football and be effective in the special teams return game. Those are the two that bothers me because those are the type of players that we have problems with. So if you try to neutralize, it's just like you try to neutralize Kamara. Good luck doing it. But there are a lot. Breeze can go other places. Cam is a little more limited in where he can go. Olsen is back. I don't know how effective he's going to be. I don't know if he's going to be a decoy or what they're going to do with him. Funches, he fades in and out. You don't know what you're going to get from Funches on a week-to-week basis. Funches could go off and have, like Al and Jeffrey last night, have two touchdowns. Or he could just be non-existent. I'd rather roll with that then take my chances and let McCaffrey run all over the field. I would have rather zero in and spy McCaffrey and let Cam find somewhere else to go. So I guess my question to, to everyone here, where are we in six weeks? <laughs> so, so, I mean, again, it's a great question. 500. So the Giants are gone. They're, now, they're, they're thinking about the draft. One, I told you, man, every other week, every other week, right. you get a win this week, you're you going to lose next week. I don't see until this team shows me, until not until they show me, until they believe that they can win consecutive games. Because I haven't seen it. All I've seen is a roller coaster effect, up and down, up and down. We're great one week, and everybody say, "Hey, they can win this division." <laughs> and then the next week, they're like, "Oh man, they they be picking in the, in the top five. The thing I think the thing that up that bothers me is last week had a chance to go three and one. Okay, mm-hmm. everybody lost in the East on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's all you should have been thinking about coming off a bye on Monday right, night. Right. Mm-hmm. So why, like, where's the disconnect? And, you know, is it coaching? Is it players? And I asked Clinton Portis, Redskins Showtime, by the way, 11.30 a.m. Sunday, NBC4. <laughs> check it. it out. He's talking about lighting a fire under guys. How much of a factor does a coach have in that? Or you guys are professional athletes. Do you really need a coach to fire you up? He said it made a difference for him. He said Coach Gibbs could have told him and, and convinced him to jump off the Empire State Building. He'd have done it. His gives. He goes, Jim Zorn couldn't convince me to walk yeah. into Redskins Park. <laughs> no, he said that, but it does have something. So, right. Right. is I guess the coach has a part in it, but at what point, as professionals, and it, you're making all this money, you have a chance. Do you need to be fired up to go into New Orleans on Monday night? That's Different true. culture athlete, though. Different that's, culture. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. He said you, so much has changed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You look in our time period, it was fear of playing time, especially yeah. from our DeMatha days. Yeah, sure. Coach Wooten said, I play performance, not potential, uh-huh. right? So you walk through the door, 
Kevin will tell you, those are the most cerebral practices you ever be in your life. Mm-hmm. But you knew there's somebody behind you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you better push. Makes there's, sense. There's, there's, there's nothing. These guys will get there's their no, money. There's no fear. Yep. Right. right. Well, be accountable. Right? Be accountable. Right. Yeah. And love your city. If you talk yeah. about repping your city, that's why I like John Wall. John Wall plays hard every time he's out there. But that's, you every know what, time. in yeah. a free agency era, that's hard to get. Because not you, from the Alabama boy. No, 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 no. Not from now. I'm talking about just true. athletes. Period. Because the free agency era, you can say love that city, but you don't know how long you and you're gonna spend your whole career in that city. And I, it's different from the days where where Monk was Attach here and and right. and Clark. Those guys knew. You know, even you know the the Cowboys. They knew this is where I am. This is where I will remain. And they carried that city on their back every time because they're not going anywhere. Well, Certain players, and it's not guys that you got guys that don't necessarily sign long term contracts, and they're just they're bouncing all over the place. And that bothers me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, if we're paying all this money to park, eat food, sit there, and watch you play, right. and you give me the worst half I've seen of football in a while, yep. I'm going to stay on my couch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean, if you're not going to invest in me, I'm not going to invest in you. I want and, people to go to the games, but. Uh, I am hard-pressed to try to convince somebody to go. I can't no. convince myself to go sometimes. You know, speaking as a fan, I'm going to get up early Sunday morning and get to the stadium because the Giants scored 30 on the Panthers. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to hang my hat on that. <laughs> and that's another thing. The, I love, the, I hope the you're Panthers right. are I good, but they can be had. And if we show up, if the team that played weeks one and three, we skipped last week, if they show up, which they probably will, they're due. We're they're due, due right. to show up. So, right. here, so here's another question. Do you focus on getting back on the winning track and forget the Cowboys are behind them, or do you start saying— You handle your business. Okay. You we'll handle your, I'm, I'm we'll a staunch see. believer we'll of yeah, just take I ain't game. worried about what nobody else is doing. I got to handle my business. You mean behind them as in next week or Correct. just? Yeah. Correct. Are, are they looking right. ahead or are they going to? No. You can't look ahead. Why would you do that? Why does this team, down, slow why down, this team slow, do anything? Slow down, slow down, slow down. And I got another point to make about your coaching thing. But hold up. This this only be only spoken by a Cowboys fan that would sit here and say, what is your record? Two and three. Two and three. Yeah. You but, sit here, oh, no, no, no. But, but sit here well, and Redskins tell can me. Be two and three going into I, the Cowboys. I, I, I get you, but, it, but you. Let, me, let me get my point now. Speak. You sit here and tell me that we're overlooking the Carolina Panthers, a winning team, overlooking them to get to the two and three Cowboys? You always no. try to impress your big brother. No. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, hey, oh, I ain't see that one coming. That I've never heard. The, wow. You kind of, anywho. How are those Wizards? Me, me anyway? that. Exactly. Well, that, but, we we got to mention the Wizards a little but, bit, but, but you had one more to point. You, to tomorrow. your point real quick about the team and the coaching. The team also takes on the identity or the persona of the coach. And Jay doesn't seem like a fiery person. No. He seems like no. he just go along to get along. Right. And that's how sometimes his team plays. And then his you, brother you reflect. the opposite, right? He, uh, he is a fired up guy, John yeah. Gruden. Dude, that don't seem to be helping him none. And that was the big knock on, you know, on North when he was here. This, oh, no, right. Exactly. In fact, I think they're the same guy. Yeah. yeah. Good, good offensive Well, minds, we did some good things, Chucks, you know. Right. Uh, they are, and you, those are the people that are good coordinators, not good head coaches. Mm-hmm. Wade Phillips, hell of a defensive coordinator. Not a great head coach. Right. Right. North Turner, he could run my offense any day, even now. I'll take North. 
Is he, is he the Man- coach at North Carolina? At Carolina? He's a yeah, offensive yes, coordinator. Yeah. Offensive well, he's coming yeah. back. He's oh, coming yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. So the only thing he don't have something cooked up. <laughs> yeah. Noah's got no. has got a, a whole lot in his trick bag he can go to. But what I want him head coaching my team? Absolutely not. No, agreed. absolutely agreed. not. I like what uh, you want to transition to the Wizards. I like what you know. Andre is talking about John Wall from yep. in his city. Yep. And he's been he's seen basketball uh, a little bit around the city. Now, who's now are you a Wizards fan? Love the Wizards. Okay, I'm about to Big say. Are, are we are we are we about to battle again? <laughs> Where are we coming from this time? Well, he's been I'm, around the Wizards for for a while. I mean, yeah. for for a long time. I love the Wizards. Right? I mean, right, let's, let's get it. Let's I mean, again, you go back to I, I, we keep talking about Dematha, but. Bob Ferry sent his two boys to Dematha, mm-hmm. so we were Bullets fans, and then, right. then now we're we're Wizards fans, and I love what John Wall brings. I just wish I, I don't like Dwight sure. Howard here at all, but I I love Bradley Beal. I yeah, think that Beal. that Austin Rivers will push mm-hmm. those guys. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to surprise some people, but chemistry is everything. I'm gonna tell you what I like. When do we see Dwight Howard, or do we? We you don't, don't see him don't see no Dwight time Howard. soon. We don't see Dwight Howard. I don't think you'd see him anytime soon. He, now he's got it from the here's the thing, back that, to a buttocks problem. I don't know what that, that is. <laughs> see, and that bothers me, That's too. That That's bo- another yeah. move that, that you don't need to make. Right. Does that mm-hmm. shock you that Dwight Howard is hurt? He's not going to play? So, Noel's was available, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, they snatched him. You know, I don't mind. I'm not as down on... Dwight, because I'm surprised he, at that, that I'm you're not, not as down on that. I'm not, I mean, because because it's low risk. It's one year, it's low risk. But He's got to go 82 games. You need I, the, I understand that, I understand it. But given what I've been looking at in <laughs> Mahimi and Gortat, can I, ask I need somebody though? that's going to protect the rim, rebound, and give he he averaged 15 or 13 last year, or 17 or 13 last year. With, he can still play. Now, what he brings, I don't know what happens internally. Hopefully, somebody out there is strong enough. But, yeah, there are some concerns that because Markeith is a little off. You know, you don't know what's in in, Otto's a a quiet guy. He ain't going to say too much. Kelly is a young fighter. He's all over the place. So, you got to kind of – you don't know what you're going to get there. But you got the same thing. LeBron's got to deal with the same thing. You got some young guys, and now you got Rondo and... Different culture. McGee. Different culture. And some old Michael, Mike Beasley, some old crazies. Now, again, you're Lance. playing with the best basketball player in this time yeah. period, so you don't give him your maximum effort, then you won't be around. Right. Yeah. So my, my problem is this with the Wizards. LeBron is gone. It's wide open. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't bring in a guy who's hurt. Mm-hmm. You got to come in fully loaded and say, okay, by the halfway point, if he gets hurt, mm. he gave me 41 games. Right. Yeah. But I mean, good gracious. So now you're looking at the Pacers, you're looking at the Sixers, you're looking at the Celtics, Celtics. you're looking at the Raptors. Toronto, yep. I mean, you're you're stuck at fifth place again. But you, but Milwaukee you, can make you sixth place. Yeah, but you also what I what I really like about it is now you have a bench, you have versatility. You hope you have versatility. You have chemistry. What I've seen so far, they look they look okay to me. Preseason, 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 preseason. I get that. Back to backs, but what? But what you can, and that's when you can bring in that second unit is a far cry from what we've had. Amen. Outside of Jody Mix, which I don't understand why he's still here, and Mike Scott is not. Is he still suspended? He's still suspended. Don't yell at me. I'm just asking. Why is he here? You know, I get frustrated. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand wait, why the man is games? here. He, how many it was 20 something games. Right, and he what, was suspended first. Did it, carry, it carried over from the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So it's 20 yep. something, you know, coming up. Yeah, because he was but only missed. They lost that. But I'm looking at the Jeff Green, which is somebody he should have. I wanted him to bring Jeff Green home six, eight years ago. But Jeff Green comes in as versatility. He can, if you want to go small, 
He can play the four. He can play the five in a small lineup if you want to put Mark Keith. Depends on the floor. Depends. Right. It depends on 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 what what you're going for. But Brooks and he likes to tinker a little bit. Sure. But you've got Brown. He's a rookie. Yes. I love the way he passes the ball. Now his shot will come along, and he will he'll get more comfortable. Sadoransky and Ubre. Sado's got to get that. I want to see that Sado from when Wall was out. Yes. Last season, a light bulb went off in his head. Like, he okay, you know what? Somebody I can play I can here. Play. Yep. He has got six seven, got bounce, can pass the ball, you know, and can score the ball. He can do anything he wants to do. He's got to be more aggressive. Well, Kelly's got to find a way to be controlled. Well, I'll tell you this. The best thing that I think has happened to the Wizards is the Caps. Yeah. Once you get a world champion in your building, then you have to upgrade. You have to match that. Mm-hmm. Right? Same That's owner. A good point. Same yeah. owner. Right. So now the culture in the building will it's change. Changed. Right? Up, yeah. Right. So now you, if you're John Wall or you're Oubre or you're Otto Porter or you're Bradley Beal, you say to these guys, man, you see that parade? I want that parade. Exactly. So, but we're, now let's see what we're going to get. Right. Chemistry again. I go back to chemistry. The kid from DeMath. I love DeMath, by the way. Oladipo is a dog. Yeah. Right. Look what he's he doing. Goes. Mm-hmm. He, he goes, goes hard he all does. the time. And Markel Folks, keep your eye on him this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most improved Healthy. player in the yeah. NBA. Exactly. Yep. So now he's going to get his game. Right. That's what I'm talking about. You got a lot of teams that you got to you have to really show me. And Scott Brooks, he's the guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a problem with Scott Brooks. Right. Scott Brooks, if this team is going to take the next step, they have to do it themselves. I right. think. Right. At what point are you going to stop bringing in coaches? That's all. You, know, right. you, you stop right now. You don't and, and you don't do like the Nats and you bring somebody in every two years. No, it, it should stop here. And you look at your all-stars first in Bill and Wall, of course. But now I have to look at the third guy that I'm paying max money to in Auto Porter. Right. I need right. you. You are don't. I, it, it's very easy for Auto to kind of slide into the shadows and play the background. If I'm paying you 100 million dollars, brother, you can't. You got to step on. No, no, you got to be Michael. You can't be Tito right now. You got right. to step on up in the front line, but because I'm paying you, you are part of that big three. You he has to understand that I am up there with those guys. Let me ask you a question: when you when you look at the great teams, Magic with the with with the Lakers, or or Michael with the Bulls, or LeBron when they're doing anything, mm-hmm. he'll go to somebody and say, "Kevin, you got to be on your game tonight. I need you tonight." Yeah. Is John doing that? Is Bradley doing that? That's the that's the problem. They, you, and they you know got to do that. And then now, so you look at you look at your scouting report and you say. Ubre, Otto, this is your game. I'm coming at you. You got to. You, you know what I mean? I, and I don't know if John is doing that. They can tell I think us. John is. I think John's a winner. The, he's really going to. He he's has to be. And you know what I really wanted for both of them is for at least just one more season with Paul Pierce because I think that right. had made that, sure, that yeah. made sure, an right. impact on sure. them. Leadership wise, you could tell that they were kind of turning a bit of a corner and maturing. And they'll sure. tell you that. T- yeah. They'll tell you that today, right? Sure. They, and they, but sure. then the when, when he leaves, yeah. then it, it, it's kind of gone again, and you got to try to get it back. I thought one more season might have solidified exactly yeah. sure. what he was trying to instill in them. I know they know what they need to do. You know, I know for Brad, and he's not a, a loud, braggadocious, you know, he doesn't have that sort of. Brass bravado, neither does auto, but you have to, you, you got, you got to be that. Sometimes how, you got how to does be John that. take the Sometimes, next step? sometimes you got to, to be that. Lower the points, up the assist, and run the floor. 
Fulton. Just, 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 that's your whole thing. Your whole thing is the Magic Johnson, Jason right. Kidd era. Get everybody involved. Get everybody yeah. involved. Everybody touches it. It's more than just you scoring and getting the crowd involved. Right. You get the young guys up. You teach them, right. let's be here early. Let's stay late. Let's do the little intangibles. I think he can do that. And I, I think he will do that, but everybody's got to buy in, right. too. And you know what? And this is the roster to do it. Because if he gets everybody involved, when Markeith is engaged, because Markeith is not engaged every night. When he is engaged, Markeith is a dog. Right. Rivers, Rivers can get you 25, 30 off the bench. You have your interchangeable with him. You've got such versatility because both him and Sadoransky play either guard spots. You can have Brown. He's a rookie, yes. But the way he handles and passes the ball can play a bit of point forward. Jeff Green gives you versatility. You have Oubre. So, and, and whatever you get from him is just icing on the cake, I suppose. A cherry on top. But you have all these guys, plus your your victory, Markeith, and then whatever you're going to whenever uh, Dwight gets around to rehabbing his buttocks or whatever's hurt. <laughs> if John has all these pieces now to get the ball to. So if he does have the mentality that you said, it's a perfect setup for him. You can see he's a winner. Yeah, it's oh, a perfect a setup for him yeah, because he's, he's got – this is probably the most versatile – in deep team they've had in many, many years. And to Andre's point about LeBron, and I know everybody makes a big deal of it, but let's be honest. You know what's in everybody's mind going into the season. If LeBron's in the East, the Nets, you're playing for second. Place, right. But now, wide open. It's, your mentality wide should be, open. we have to get this. Exactly. Wide open. Right? Because there's wide no, I, I don't. There's no excuse. Oh, well, it's LeBron. No. Yeah. But, and now you put Boston in that, in that place. But I don't think Boston, if this team is where they're supposed match to be, the Wizards Boston. match up this, well with Boston. This team can match up with yeah. Boston. They can match with anybody. The one thing you got to name me a starting backcourt that both are all stars. Yeah, that's true. See, that's what I like. You got two alphas, but at one, somebody's got to be a beta one night, somebody's got to be an alpha the other night, mm-hmm. and then we have to go back and forth. But the ultimate goal is not personal stats, it's collective. We need yeah. to. We win. need to get need to that win. championship. And they, they're I, past that, right? I think so. Yeah, they should be. I, th- I think so. I, I need them to operate the way Lowry and DeRozan operated together. But see, they really, off the court, they were like, yeah. you see what I'm saying? That's what yeah. they're about chemistry. You, yeah. you can do that. i got to go eat with you. we got to relax. Yeah, I mean, you, right. you, you can, but it's something to be said about having a good working relationship. You ain't got to be best friends when you leave out the office. But when y'all get on that floor and you get in that boardroom, and you got that common respect, and you got that common goal in front of you, and we can have that good working relationship. We ain't got to go have a beer nowhere and we leave out this door. But if we get it together and we have a working chemistry in here, that's all you need. But that's maturity. Yeah. yeah. And, and see, I think that's what – I think we finally have it. I think I'm really looking for big things from the Wizards if they get everything together. I think this is the year they – they don't have a choice. The opportunity is, is, is the there for The windows are closing. That's right. It is. They, they don't really Look, have a choice. It, it, Uncle Ernie has got us in cap hell for the next couple seasons. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We're hamstrung. So you better get it while Fair you can. Andres, buddy. That's right. <laughs> is it? Well, I don't, you might not want to listen to this. I'm just making. I really like. I'm about to say you might not want to listen to this show very often. I'm just making. I got a whole lot of good things to say about Ernie. Adrian Branch is going into the Maryland Hall of Fame, so let's don't forget that. Another okay. Dematha guy. Just senseless plug, but let's stay with no, it. Yeah. I mean, I want to go. I want a word count on Dematha in this podcast. <laughs> you know what? At least you never say it too much. Is that going to be? That's the that's the drinking game for this episode, folks. If you out there listening. 
Listen to your podcast. Get your get your friends around. Turn on the DMV Sports Roundtable podcast. Get your favorite drink and take a drink every time you hear the math. That's it. And uh, good good luck to you after that. Somebody's gonna be toe up and they follow that direction. <laughs> Next, we focus on the life portrayed in a new documentary film called Brendan, about Brendan Looney, a Navy SEAL who died in a helicopter crash in Afghanistan a little more than eight years ago. It was September 2010. Brendan played lacrosse at the Naval Academy. He graduated from DeMatha High School, so a local guy, through and through. Brendan's father, Kevin Looney, is with us, along with the two men behind the film, Andre Jones, and on the phone, Maurice Taylor, everybody here. Brendan had a slogan or code that he lived by, be strong, be accountable, never complain, that at least gets us started in knowing what kind of man, son, husband he was. Kevin, did he get that from you, that, uh, that <laughs> mantra? That... I wish I was as strong as Brendan was, uh, but uh, I think it had a little bit to do with it, but I think it was his whole upbringing. Um, my, my late wife was uh, much tougher than I was and, and am, and uh, just sort of happened that way, you know, naturally, just the way it is. And he's the oldest of six children. So uh, that's the way it, it, it happened. He just uh, naturally gravitated to, to giving his all. And, um, you know, he, he could complain, but nobody was listening, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is people who are no longer with us can't represent themselves. So one of your big goals, even though you have to relive these sad moments, is to make sure you are the living representative, shall we say. Make sure that he's not forgotten. Exactly. And as, as a parent of a, of a fallen hero, it's 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 important that they're not forgotten. And that's one of the things I appreciate Andre and Tommy Ponton over at DeMatha and Stacy down at the Naval Academy. We've done a great job always remembering Brendan, different things. DeMatha named their convocation center after Brendan. And at the Naval Academy, Stacy makes sure at the Army-Navy football game, uh, a player that she thinks represents Brendan's spirit wears his patch. And on the lacrosse team, they have uh, number 40 was his number. And they picked the hardest working guy to wear that number every year. So it's great that they remember him. It really is. Andre, how did you get involved? How did you learn about Brendan? Yeah, um, I'm a DeMatha graduate. Kevin's a DeMatha graduate. Uh, Kevin's wife worked at DeMatha. So I, Maureen Looney was the first Looney I ever met. And she used to always talk about her boys um, and, and, her, and her girls as well. But she always talked about her three boys at the Naval Academy. She talked about her family. So I had the opportunity to meet some of the boys, and I just fell in love with the story. Kevin's a great guy. He's uh, he's humble. He's one of the best two-sport athletes they ever had at DeMatha. <laughs> Football and basketball. He played with Adrian Dantley and Kenny Carr and those guys. And um, the Loonies were very gracious when they renamed the Convocation Center after Brendan. I reached out. We started the project, and we just kept building from there. And everyone you talked to, everyone who met Brendan, had a great story, but it all was the same story, but told in a different way. He was, what you saw is what you got. He was that guy. And I said, this would be an awesome opportunity to tell a story about a great patriot, a great son, a great brother, a great husband. I thought he was a great story. And Maurice, you're on the phone, so not not in the room with us, so I want to make sure you get your word in. Uh, you, you were in charge of the visuals, in addition to other things, and the Naval Academy is an amazing place to shoot a film. Yes, it is. Uh, growing up, like, literally uh, five minutes away from the Naval Academy all my life. Uh, I used to go there on field trips as a kid, and I used to always be in wonder about, you know, all the uh, building and all. It, it just looked very, very nice. And once I got, you know, the opportunity to work on this documentary, I jumped at the chance to uh, 
get my camera on there and explore. I want to get back to Kevin if I can. I want to to the the football lacrosse thing. I thought it was very interesting talking about football, and then he got a he had a uh, switch to lacrosse. I guess I guess I'm curious. Was it always a love for football, and then how, where how did lacrosse come about? Well, actually, he that football was his favorite sport, yeah. and it even was when he switched switched over to lacrosse. And it, and it was one of those things, um, you know, coming from Dematha where they've had great teams, and in fact. Andre and I talk about this all the time, too. He's, a, like I said, a DeMatha guy. But Brendan's team in 99 was 13-0, um, ranked number one in the city. I think number 10 or 12 in the country, I think. A great team. And Andre graduated in, what, 86, 87, Andre? And they had some good teams at DeMatha. Maybe not quite as good as Brendan's teams. Much better <laughs> than any teams I was on. But, so we argue about which is the best team. Right. And I, I'm prejudiced, I know. But I think that uh, that '99 team was was the best one Demath ever had, and that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> but Brendan had looked at uh, he was a wide receiver, defensive back, and he was uh, an All Met, but not the star of the team. That team had some great players on it. Cameron Wake oh, is oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. down at uh, the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Went to Penn Scott State. Yeah. yeah, Scott McBride went to Maryland. Maryland sure. uh, Ryan Gillis went to Notre Dame. Kenny Densler. I mean, just it, the list goes on and on and on. They, I think, they had about 15 guys go Division One. Okay. And Brendan was looking to, to play football. He also played baseball. In fact, he he played everything at the math and but then sort of weaned off to football and baseball. He thought the Naval Academy was his best shot to play D1 football. So he went down there and played. Um, and then, I don't know if you remember that time back in the Naval Academy is when Coach Weatherby was there. Nice guy, but they were getting thrashed. I mean, they, it'd be 0-11 season. He was dying down there from you know losing maybe one game every couple years to losing 11, 12 yeah. games a year. It was he tough. He didn't lose that many in his whole <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. He ended up talking, and, you know, I think I'm going to go talk to the coaches about lacrosse and just okay. see. Stephen was already headed that way, uh, our number two son. Billy, a uh, year behind Stephen, uh, good lacrosse and football player also. He wasn't sure what he was going to do, but Brenda said, hey, you know, I'm just going to look at this and see how it goes. He went and spoke to Coach Mead and Coach Tillman. And um, they're always looking for athletes down there, and they've got a bunch of them walking, just walking the sidewalks down at the academy. So they said, yeah, we got a, a shot you can try out. Nothing's going to be given to you. But, you know, if you want to give it a go, we got you. You know, we'll give you a shot at it. And um, he, so he went his sophomore year, he played football in the fall and lacrosse in the spring, made the team, and played a little bit, not a lot, but um, got on the field uh, every game, lettered. And then the next year, we got a little bit better. And I think by his senior year, the boys always told me he was as good a defensive midfielder as Navy had. And that year, they went to the national championship game. So uh, pretty good pretty good reputation, I'd say, there. And it know? sounds like he was one, he was somebody that – that was a new challenge for him. And I'm going to be – my brother's doing it, but I'm going to still be – I, I want to – obviously, the competitive juice is there, too. But, <laughs> yes. but, but uh, a new challenge for him and kind of, you know, I want to be the best at that as well. He never lacked for uh, intensity or, or giving his all. He really was that kid that gave 110 – I coached him in football, basketball, and baseball growing up to like 7th or 8th grade. And very coachable, always listened, always tried the what we would tell him to do, and um, just just really gave it all. In fact, all my kids are like that way. They and get, they just very coachable. With the addition, like, I'm glad George mentioned the word challenge. In addition to being a well accomplished athlete, 
he also took on the challenge of becoming a Navy SEAL. That's yeah. not anything for the faint of heart. You have to have a serious, you know, mindset to. You're not going to decide want, that one day. No, no, you, you don't just flip a coin and you decide you want to be a Navy SEAL. Right. You have to have a certain sort of mindset. What was his thinking in making that decision to be a Navy SEAL? Well, you know, it's funny you say that because um, when he he's he's colorblind. Brendan had to get a waiver wow. to get into the Naval Academy. And when he graduated, he could only be what they call a restricted line officer. He couldn't be a frontline officer, couldn't be a pilot, couldn't be on a, a ship as a, as a, a captain or driving the ship and all that. So he actually went into Intel. The first Christmas he was away from home, we met, we met him in uh, Beijing. He was in Korea. He told me he was looking to uh, try to get into the SEALs. I said, well, how can you do that? I said, they, they literally... Just starting a program that take one restricted line officer a year wow. into the seals, and he said, "I'm I'm going to be that guy." I said, "Well, <laughs> I hope you are. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. that's a lot yeah. to ask, but uh, yeah, go for it." And he put his mind to it, and uh, he got it. So we we think Brendan's the first officially colorblind Navy SEAL. Again, I'm not going to say there weren't other colorblind Navy SEALs, but Brendan had to get a waiver to get in because of his colorblindness. But once he got in, um, and again, he had Coach Meade from um, the Navy lacrosse coach, was very helpful. A lot of lacrosse guys are in the SEAL community. So he he did some backdooring for Brendan. Hey, this guy is solid. You know, you, you'll, you'll, you won't regret having him on the teams and stuff. And Brendan got his chance, and he just kicked the door down. He really did. He was the honor man of his class, Class 265. Everything we've discussed here, is it uh, represented some way in the film? Yes, it is. Yeah, um, we talked to Coach Tillman, the current head lacrosse coach at the University of Maryland who coached out at the Naval Academy. We talked to um, two of Brendan's sisters, talked to Kevin. Um, yes, everything is, is represented in the film from his colorblindness to him being the honor man of that particular class, 265, to his service over how many missions he did serve in Afghanistan and, unfortunately, how he passed away and uh a major part of the film is how is he remembered after death? His legacy still lives on. There's an annual lacrosse game up in Baltimore at Under Armour facilities between LaSalle, Prep, and DeMatha. That's part of the film. And we just, people just, it's, he had a very infectious personality. What Whatever he represented, people loved. And they just want to keep that thought of him going on every day. And we try to represent that very well in the film. And again, when we took this project on, I got in touch with Maurice, and uh, we sat down and we talked about how we were going to do it. So we already established who he was, mm -hmm. and then we just picked the story up and go. And it's told through a first-person narration through the eyes of the Looney family. So there's no narrator. It's the Looney family talking about their their son and their brother. I feel very honored to, to work on a piece, a piece such as this. Um, it just felt like when, when I was putting together together and capturing capturing all the uh, images it felt like I I already knew them like I knew them for for some time and it 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 was it was a it was a beautiful experience what i always admired was naval academy athletes being able to keep up with their studies i mean i don't know that there's an 18 to 22 year old kid who's busier than a navy academy <laughs> athlete who plays who has to keep up with studies again and play a sport uh, what kind of challenges did he have with that, or did he? Was he able to manage all of that? He, Brendan was a, a smart kid, not the smartest guy in the room, but he was a solid student. He graduated with like a 2.8 at the academy. He was like a 3.2, a 3.3 three, three at DeMatha. Uh, good student, and I think the one thing that of the athletics, 
they always look forward to practice. Where a lot of guys maybe at Maryland or other places, oh, I got to go to practice. Yeah, no, no, at at Navy, no. This is a chance to get out, run, maybe hit some guys, do some things, and and just have a good time. So they they all enjoyed it. And again, what did impress me though, like as I said earlier, his sophomore year, he played football in the fall and lacrosse in the spring. So that whole year he was doing some extracurricular stuff and kept his grades up. I mean, again, I'm, he wasn't on the dean's list, but he, he graduated and uh, did a good job there. You know, he was a history major. He was thinking about maybe becoming a, a lawyer down the road. I don't know if that really was stuck with him after he got into SEALs, but that was something he was thinking about. Religion and family are also mentioned as two two pillars here. What, what would you tell us about that, how you chose to raise your children uh, in that regard? Well, uh, Maureen, my my uh, my late wife, we're both uh, Roman Catholics. Uh, we met. She went to uh, Damatha Sister School, Regina, and I'm a Damatha guy. We met in high school and um, just uh, loved each other and um, went forward. She comes from a big family. She's got six brothers and a sister. I have four older brothers, so just um, there's always people around, you know. So that was what. We drove us, and luckily she was smarter than I. I had wanted 12 kids. She negotiated me down, <laughs> down to six, so she's a better negotiator than I, but, uh, and a lot smarter. But uh, it was uh, just a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of chaos, but fun. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin, I'm curious, when you, you hear all these things that are being said in the documentary and things like that, was there something that you heard that they, Andre and Maurice put together that maybe you didn't know? Uh, <laughs> Actually, there there were some things I found out, and I'm I'm glad I didn't know till later. <laughs> I was going to say, well, and and again, I, I think we can tell a story now, so I think statute limitations are done. But when so Brendan drove the carpool into Damatha, and so it was Brendan as a senior, Stevens a sophomore, Billy's a freshman. So they're driving in. There's a couple other boys riding in with them from. We lived out in Calvert County, so it was a probably a 45 minute to an hour ride, and up Route Four, Pennsylvania Avenue is a it's a tough road, yeah, especially for a high school kid. So I, I always knew that whenever I saw Brendan leave in the morning, he was driving. But then I found out afterwards, <laughs> he didn't always drive home. It was when the other boys were driving home <laughs> that didn't have their licenses, but they, were, they weren't as tired as he was. So yeah. I said, thank God I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we see the movie? Well, we're coming out on Veterans Day. Um, right now, we're trying to negotiate to put it into uh, the Regal film um movie house up in laurel on a limited experience probably about two or three days but people can definitely go to our website we're going to have them view it on the 11th and the 12th on the site we did not mention this so part of the proceeds from the film will go to the brendan looney foundation the damatha scholarship fund for brendan looney and the navy seal foundation so we're going to honor those three foundations with the film and that's brendanthemovie.com correct brendanthemovie.com Yes, sir. The foundation was started by my wife. Uh, it's all volunteer-led. Nobody takes any salaries. Everything we get, we put right back. And, and again, we're not we're not trying to to solve everybody's problem, but we're trying to help out where we can and what we can do. And um, it, it sort of evolved where we've helped out um, some children of the fall and maybe give them a, a five thousand dollars scholarship to college just to help take some of the edge off. Maybe help some. Maybe a a, a, a seal is is deployed and his kids, you know, they, they want to go to a camp or something, we'll help pay for the camp. And just little stuff to help along. Um, there's a boy, we um, actually um, did a $5,000 grant over at DeMatha this year to help him along and stuff like that, a sophomore. So just, just help him where we can, you know. 
Kevin, uh, how are you doing? A couple of times here in our interview, you've gotten emotional, uh, understandably so. Uh, on one hand, uh, speaking for myself, I, if I experienced the same thing, I maybe would want to withdraw rather than come out and tell the story over and over again. Uh, you've chosen this path, and we certainly appreciate that. Well, it is one of the things I, I still think about Brendan and my wife every day. And um, I do get emotional, but um, excuse me, the main thing is I don't want them to be forgotten. And let's keep keep the stories alive. Um, we have a golf term for Brendan every year, and I'm, I can't tell you how much joy I get out of that. And it's, um, I do what, about four or 500 guys are out there yeah, golfing out at Queenstown, and we yeah. have a great time, and just, again, telling the stories, and it's great. Well, you're to be admired for your bravery as well. I think we need to say that. Yes. And I just, I just want to leave, this project to me is, is, is a blessing, because Mr. Looney, Mrs. Looney have been awesome to me. They're good people, but my cousin Maurice, him bringing his talents to this has been awesome as well, and I mean... I, I just want people to understand a great story told by good people with a good cause. And we I did not mention this before, but Maurice has worked with Jay-Z. You'll see his talents through this film, and I don't want to speak for him. Maybe you could ask him. But no, absolutely. Me and my partners, we worked uh, earlier this year with Jay-Z on an animation cartoon for his daughter, Blue Ivy. We also did things with Idris Elba and uh, Amari Harwick and a young man by the name of Young Dylan, who's appeared on Ellen numerous times. Uh, we do music videos and uh, little videos for him. Uh, it's just uh, it's numerous things that I've, that I've done, and, you know, it's it's been a joy. I'm, I'm doing what I love, and I love filming, photography, and I just love to create and tell stories. And this was a beautiful story, and, and I'm glad I, I was a part of it, like I said before. And Maurice, fair to say a little bit of a departure to some of the other things you had worked on? Yeah, yeah, well. Maybe not. I guess you. A little bit. I guess, I guess. A little bit. A <laughs> little bit. Yeah. But, but it's, the, it's, it's showing his range. You know, again, he's done a lot here, but then he's done a little bit over here. His animation work is great, but now his film work and his cinematography is even better. And there's some beautiful shots that he has drones coming across the Naval Academy campus that you can see in the trailer, you'll see in the film, wow. his artwork inside of the chapel on campus. Like I said, it's a very talented young man. Very humble, very talented. We're in a, a political era right now where people are not saying nice things about one another, and maybe this would serve as a small example of getting back to complimenting, uh, seeing a man living an exemplary life and, and trying to follow that, trying to emulate that. I hope so. I hope Absolute, so. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I think we've done that. And again, when you hear the young DeMatha lacrosse players talking about why they wore the number 40 jersey in lacrosse and the number 10 jersey in football and what that means when they see his name on a building, he's a representative of good times. And uh, that's what I hope we get from this film. It's a short film. It's 18 minutes, but it tells a great story. Now, if people want to uh, get in contact with you about the foundation and how they could donate or... or you know, how they go about doing that? We have a uh, website out there. It's brendanloonyfoundation.org. And um, it's the stories there and just how to donate and stuff like that. Again, and, and if they need help, you know, we're not looking for just donations. Okay. We're here to help people. That's what we're trying to do. Just uh, take a little bit of the edge off if we can. Good. So yeah. I just want to thank the guys for coming in. Thank uh, you. I think this is thank a story you. that no, thank when, you guys I, for the when time I read too. the background, you know, it's something that I, it really touched me. And I appreciate, you know, just hearing you 
share your story and your son's story. It's remarkable. Thank so you. I just thank want to thank you guys. Now, thank please, you guys for the time. We hope that everybody can come out on uh, Veterans Day, which is the Sunday, and then the Monday, and then we'll make sure everybody knows how to get an uh, opportunity to see the film. But thank you. Thanks for listening right through the end of the DMV Sports Roundtable, available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and the WTOP mobile app. Just tap listen. For Jamal and George and Chris, I'm Dimitri. And for Redskins fans all around the world, God help us.